Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, The Boss Ravioli Queens. We are Boss Lady Amy, Nicole Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen. And we are healthcare workers who decided we are going to spill all the ravioli on the ins and outs of working in healthcare. This isn't your usual podcast. If you came here for health and beauty tips, you're going to be disappointed because we are going to get messy. Every other week, we will feature a different topic that dives into the not-so-talked-about taboo and just plain underbelly of health. Care. We will talk about what it's like being a caregiver outside of work and all the struggles that come with it. Just trying to be normal, everyday people. On that note, let's get messy. Warning, this podcast includes profane language, crude humor, mature subjects, and possible talk of bodily fluids. This may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. Alrighty, so this episode is called Toxic Management. We're going to be covering some topics um, regarding good managers gone bad, um, not receiving proper support from the higher ups, and a whole bunch of other things. So I guess we can start with um, just the bad managers, I guess. Bad managers suck. (laughs) They suck real bad. (laughs) So I think in, I mean, obviously in every field, having a bad manager, it um, it can affect your work in different ways. But in caregiving especially, having a bad manager is like the number one way to lead to burnout so fast. Because if you get stuck and they can't find anybody to come in and your manager will not do it, like, have fun. You're, You're not be... seeing your family for the rest of the night. Yeah. Or for the next two days, who knows how long. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, that's happened. Like, we all can speak from personal experience. I got stuck for nearly 40 hours, so. Mm. Disgusting. Um, Also, bad managers, a lot of times, just, they just, they don't care about anything. So, like, when it comes to making sure everything is in order for, like, the house for staff, for anything, they just, they don't really care about it. Like, they strictly think that their shift, even though in the job description it says they'll have to be available for extra hours, like, they usually think their shift is from this time to this time, and that's it. Right. Usually, like, office hours. Oh, I'm only here 8 to 4. Right. Right. And then I I just love the ones who are like, I'm not answering my phone after 4 p.m., Okay, bitch, healthcare is 24-7. These people's lives don't just stop because you're not on the clock. Right. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, well, and I think it's funny, too, how, like, those bad managers, when it comes to, like, state or, like, guardians or care teams or things like that, they will act so nice and they'll act like they, like, are the best managers in the entire world and they... Are, you know, they care about the residents so much, and then as soon as they leave, they're like, all right, I'm out. I got a few of those in <laughs> I mind made my right appearance. now. <laughs> Literally. It's like, oh, I've made my appearance. Bye. <laughs> right. Or, like, they come in, and you're like, what are you doing here? Oh, care team meeting. Oh, that's why. Okay, you had to come kiss some ass. Got it. Yeah, yeah, you didn't it. come to, you know, help or, like, do Yeah, your you didn't come to work the floor. Ugh. And then... And then it's my favorite when they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to stick around for a while. And then as soon as the care team leaves, they're like, all right, you guys have a great night. Thought you were sticking around. Right. (laughs) And also, like, make it make sense because the bad managers are usually the ones that the higher-ups support the most. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And I know they, like, put on the facade or whatever, like, they're such a great manager. But listen to your fucking staff when they tell you that it's not a good manager. 
Well, and I think mm. part of that... So many are coming to my mind. Right? <laughs> I, I really think, though, that a big part of that is the fact that, like, when they look at that person's time card, and they're like, okay, this person obviously knows how to manage their time. Right. Like, I think that's what comes to their mind when they do that. And they're like, okay... Obviously, you know how to keep your house running because you don't have to be there 24-7. And then they think, well, I guess this person is doing just a fine job. And they don't really need to, at least in their minds, they don't need to ask the staff. They don't see any red flags. They don't think anything is wrong because it's like, well, this person, clearly their approach is working, which is totally um, backwards in thinking. Right, like those managers that are like... (laughs) just at 40 hours right not exactly a, not even a minute later right. which is usually pretty weird especially when it's like requ- it's required for you to like work extra if like you can't cover stuff and if like obviously if like the whole company knows that you're short staffed pretty much anywhere a manager being at directly 40 hours when you know like the entire company short staffed is weird it that, is weird that in <laughs> itself is a huge red flag it like, is. i mean we're not it expecting them to like is. try to work like like super crazy hours at least the company shouldn't be but like something over 40 usually <laughs> right right even if it's just like 45 hours not even a full 50 but at least it shows that they're kind of helping right right exactly i like i it blows my mind how some managers can get away with that like um obviously we haven't talked about this but i did step down from my management position um, but when I was in management, I was working an insane amount of hours, as we've talked mm-hmm. about. Um, I was, too, when I was in management. That's why I stepped down a long time ago. Right. Same. I, I stepped down just recently, but by the time you hear this, <laughs> it's already going to be a couple months. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I stepped down just recently. But before I did, I was working, like, 70, 80-hour weeks. And mm-hmm. it, it blew my mind. Like, honestly, I didn't know how some of the other managers got away with working 40, 50 hours, I would look at them like, what What are you doing? Like, what, can I get whatever you have? <laughs> like, it's this called, is wild. It's called not giving a shit about your staff and the other people. <laughs> and, and honestly, like, we both knew it, but at the time she didn't. They were just taking advantage of her. Boss Lady Amy over here, she's a very, like, hands-on wants to make sure everything's taken care of and get stuff done kind of person. So (laughs) they were a thousand percent taking advantage of the fact that she would work whatever they told her to. Well, not only that, but helping at other houses that were not even in her control at all. Right. She would literally work at houses that she was not even managing. (laughs) Or not even like in that area, like a totally different area. But I think they put you into that mindset of, like, if you don't do it, nobody else will. And Mm -hmm. even though that's absolutely not true. But, like, you get to a point where you care about the staff and you care about those residents and you want someone Mm -hmm. trustworthy to be taking care of them. So, like, you're just like, oh, fine, I'll do it. That's, That's tricky when it comes to healthcare because if you genuinely care about them, it's almost like when people don't want to work, you want to step in anyway because they're like, if they don't want to do it or whatever, then, like, these people aren't even getting the care they need. Right, exactly. There's, like, an extra sense of responsibility right. when mm-hmm. it comes to management especially. Like, <clears throat> as someone... I can think of another person we know that's like that. Like what? That, that um, 
always ends up filling in because she... Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna get too much into that. When she <laughs> listens to the podcast, she'll know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, there's like an extra sense... Extra sense? Extra sense of responsibility. Like, there's already that sense of responsibility when you're... Um, just working the floor as a regular caregiver. But when you're in management, you're like, oh, I feel so bad for this staff because they've been working so much. Let me give you a break. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you're like, oh, my God, these residents, like, if they're burnt out, they're not going to get the care that they need, or they're not going to care for these residents the way that they need to be taken care of, you know? Well, and not only that, but also when you're in management and you're off the clock and you have, like, a particularly like, sketchy staff that is working, and you're so worried, like, oh, my God, are they going to take care of this person? Are they going to give them what they need? Like, should I do a pop-in? You have that constant worry, especially if this is a staff that picks up tons of hours, and they're always there. Right. Like, you, half the time, you think, I might as well just work myself, because they're not going to be taken care of. I used to um, have certain staff that would, like, pick up, like, tons and tons and tons of hours or whatever and I would always (laughs) and I would always I would always check in with them or whatever and make sure like they didn't need like certain days off or whatever like are you sure yeah or there was um a guy that would work he would work straight not knock shifts constantly like straight through every single week and for months for month for months because we didn't have anybody and I was working like all day he was working like all the nights and I literally told him, I'm like, you need to tell me when you need a break so I can try to figure something out because cause I don't know when you're feel what you're feeling because right. I'm literally working the opposite of you. So. Right, exactly. Well, even when I first started, when both of you were my managers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Boss Lady Amy would be like, are you sure you've been working I was actually Boss Lady Amy's manager for yes. a while. Yes. <laughs> Jasmine was my manager and I was Nicole Ravioli's manager. <laughs> but like I would oh, come how in. Oh, the tables have turned. I would come in and she would be like, are you sure you can work this? And I'd be like, it's really no problem. Like I need the money. Like I don't want you to burn out. So obviously I'm going to help. And then she's like, but are you really sure you're okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, stop. <laughs> Only one time, one time she called me and she was like, so, you know that shift that I picked up that you asked me if I was sure about? And I said yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She was like, I'm so sorry to do this to you. Can you please work? And I was like, I fucking know it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, girl, don't worry. I'll be there. (laughs) That's funny. And the only reason is because I think I had just came off a double and I, like, didn't sleep. Yep, you had come off a double and then you were supposed to do another double and you had tried to sleep but you couldn't. And you were like, you were like, it's fine if you really can't do it, I'll work it, but there's no guarantee I won't fall asleep. Right. <laughs> I was like, girl, it's fine, I'll be there, what are you talking about? hmm <laughs> And that's also another thing, like, the people that do work so much... And we're really not allowed to sleep. No. At all. No. Ever. Unless it's a sleep house. And I think we covered that in a previous episode as well. But just to recap it, a sleep house is where you can sleep for either the entire shift because one of the residents will come wake you up if they need you. Mm-hmm. Or you can sleep for like an hour or two at a time, do your checks, and go back to sleep. Yep. 
it all depends on the care plan um, and there's something called 24-7 supervision, which is awake staff all, you know, round the clock. And then there's uh, sleep staff, which is you are awake with the residents for 16 hours at a time. And then for eight hours, you sleep in the house in case they need you. Um, but again, it all depends on the care plan and if they are 24-7 or sleep staff. Yes. So getting back to that, if it's not a sleep house, then um, managers are usually supposed to like do check-ins, like pop in on knock shifts to make sure that their staff are not Correct. sleeping. But when you're working that many hours in a row, like only having eight hours off after working 16 and then going back and doing it all over again. Yeah, you're so fatigued, you start to like not care so much. You're like, mm, nah, I'm just going to take my time. Oh, I've fallen asleep standing up, sitting down. Mm. Like, oh, me too. Right, but like you feel that head bob and you're like, nope, I'm up. I'm finding something to do. Mm. Right. Like, and it, I mean, yeah, it's happened to me for sure where I'm like in the middle of doing something and then all of a sudden I like doze and I'm like, mm. when did to, I fall asleep? <laughs> I used to I used to start setting alarms if I started feeling oh, dozy yep. just in case I did fall asleep and then I would have an alarm go off to like wake me up at like yep. change check or change times or all night whatever. long all night long not I that i would want to purposely fall asleep but in right. case i did then at least i get like a cat nap and then i can be right. up again <laughs> right at, at 20 minutes was my golden rule every 20 minutes i i mean obviously I, it was never my intention to fall asleep at work of course but when you're working so much i would always set an alarm every 20 minutes all night long mm-hmm. just to make sure that like like Jasmine said, if I was dozing, that I would get woken up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because some, some people do not do that. And I honestly used to tell my staff to do the same thing. If they were working tons of hours, I'd be like, set alarms, set whatever. Like, like I know I know it can be hard sometimes. I would never tell them, like, to sleep on their shift. But, like, if you do doze off, set like, alarm. set alarm. Be prepared for right. it. Like, like set if you're that tired, for success. you need to tell like, you need to tell me when you're, like, too tired and stuff. Like, a lot of staff would just, they would, like, you would catch them sleeping. hmm See, like, my thing was, I was always very, like, sympathetic towards the staff that, like, I knew mm. they were in the same boat with me. Right. But. But the ones that the, weren't, you're right. like, What? <laughs> the ones that were like Knox was their regular shift. They had been working Knox for like five years. They worked there, th- mm. what, 30, 32 hours a week. I would look at them and be like, really? What are you doing? Really? Why? Mm. Why? And then they sit and wonder why. And then they end up like starting to hate us as managers or whatever. Correct. Which basically turns us into almost bad managers because we have to be the assholes now. Well, it's that <laughs> on top of not having support from your higher-ups. Right. Because, like I said earlier, you know, the higher-ups will usually support the bad managers because they put on that facade like they're a mm-hmm. good manager. And then some some bad manager will quit and a new person will come in, talk a bunch of shit about this once good manager. Right. Like, like, oh, what were they even doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, give it like a month tops. And they're like, oh, God, this really is a bitch. Like, mm. this isn't as easy as I thought it was. Right. So 
for me, it was never the job. The job was fucking easy, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're, it, like, in Yeah, no, things, the management job itself or whatever was, was not hard. Right. If you're anything like us, if you have a similar mindset, even at all, you're going to find that it'll come really easy to you. It's all the other bullshit you have to deal with on top of it. That's what makes it hard. Mm-hmm. The actual paperwork and stuff. Yeah, doing like easy. The, yeah, the, Do it the in paperwork my and like keeping everything in check for like the residents and like um, honestly the the hardest part was I was like staffing. Obviously, if you're short, filling in the hours and then, exactly. And then like sometimes dealing with some of the employees that like. They just don't get it, like, and you try to explain it to them, and they just don't care. Like, I can think of two off the bat. Mm-hmm. On on average, I fielded anywhere from like seventy to I would say a hundred phone calls a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that for was for something stupid. Yeah, I stupid said it once. Like, I'll say it again. Where's the paper towel? Where's the toilet paper? <laughs> Excuse <Right>. me. <laughs> Excuse you. I've gotten calls. Mm. Oh, someone has a cough. I've gotten calls about. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I had I had a staff member literally send a a patient or a consumer up (laughs) to the hospital because she had her period. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I was so mad. I literally just got home after working. Like, freaking 18 hours, and I sat down, like, had a glass of wine and stuff, and I was like, and then they called me to co- go pick her up, and I was like, I'll figure something out. <laughs> I remember that, and you were like, you know what, you can tell so-and-so that you sent so-and-so to the hospital for a period. Yeah, I literally did. I told her, I'm like, you can call, you can call my boss now and tell her that you sent her up for that. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head over here. That must have been after I had moved. It was. It was. So, fun fact, um, after Jasmine was my manager, I then moved to a different area but stayed with the company, and then we ended up being equals. Mm-hmm. So we Yeah, had... we ended up both being the same level. Yep. And then Nicole Ravioli came in and took the... Yeah, after I tried to fight for you, and they didn't... I uh, fought for you, too! We want you to just start as manager and work under somebody for a little while. What happened to Nicole is, once once Amy left the area, um, I suggested Nicole for the management position, because I I knew Nicole, and I knew... And, yeah, Amy did, too. Literally, in my notice, when I handed in my notice... To, like, the supervisor in that area, I had literally put in there... Well, actually, I think it went to HR now that I think about it. But I had literally put in there, I suggest this person as my replacement. I will even help train her while I'm still here so that when I'm gone, she knows what she's Mm -hmm. doing. Yep. And then the audacity. HR didn't even call me back. They had Jasmine tell me. That they wanted me to be in the manager role first before I moved up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't even call her. They just told me to inform her about so, it. So, I think we should explain <clears throat> the, without using names, um, the... The structure? Yes. Words. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, um, the chain of command is manager, 
and then there's one person above them in the house, mm-hmm. and then there's another person that is in charge of like a, what is called like a pod. Yep. So the company that we uh, work for, um, they went through a restructure, and they don't call it that anymore. But before, oh, and they also don't have managers anymore. Yeah, they Correct. they did. So the position that. Um, Nicoli Ravioli was in or whatever for a it, little it bit. Doesn't they exist doesn't anymore. exist anymore. They took that one completely out. Yep. So th- we had our homes broken down into pods is what they used to call it. They now call them units, but ne- before it was pods. Um, and so the pod manager was what we were, me and Jasmine were doing. Um, before that, I was just managing the home, and then um, Nicole would have been my manager, so she would have been, like, my right-hand man. But I didn't stick around, so we never got to that Bitch. point. <laughs> and then Left me. <laughs> and then um, above the pod manager, we have, like, the regional manager. And then above them is... It's it changed a lot throughout the years. VP. Oh d- no! No, the regional that. managers. But y'all forgot about the no. Names. No, that's what no. the regional man. I'm trying not to say the name. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's the regional manager. And then for a hot minute, I was director of company. Because I'm not trying to say the name, yeah, and then it and was then the, VP. Yeah, but then now the CEO, it's obviously right. But now it's changed, and it's gone through so many yeah, they've different gone out changes. Through a lot of like oh management changes, I think they're trying to make it better for some reason. But it's, it's it not doesn't working. change. Like it's it's not even in a specific company issue. It's healthcare. Mm-hmm. Like no. it's so whole, unpredictable. Right. And then if you don't have like. It, it always comes back to staff lately. If you don't have, like, the staff for things or whatever, it just doesn't work. No matter what kind of structure you have, until we fish... Fish? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to reel, reel out those solutions. Finish. I was going to say reel in some <laughs> staff. Right. Until we fix the systemic okay. issues within how we do healthcare as a whole... It's how you have it structurally is never going to matter. Nope. Never. And a lot of people don't, they either try it and don't stay because the pay isn't high enough or it's just not for them. Mm -hmm. But the good caregivers that don't stay, it's literally because we just don't make shit. Mm -hmm. Right. I barely am making it. Barely. Mm -hmm. I think this would be a good time too, like getting back to management, um... People look at their managers as like this, I mean, some of them hold us to this incredibly high standard. And at the end of the day, it's like, we're all just caregivers. Some of us get paid a little bit more than others. Like, that's it. It, Like, at the end of the day, it's still just a job. Like, this field, I'm in it for, obviously, because it's my passion, but I can go anywhere. This company, it's, I can do that wherever. Right. Like, it's still just a job. Mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, I probably would have found a new job by now, but it's the residents that mm-hmm. keep me there because I freaking love them. It is. I still think about um, residents from my past, past jobs. jobs and stuff that I miss because I loved them so much. Oh, yep. absolutely. Sometimes I wish I could just 
get a get a facility and just put all my favorite residents in one place and right. take care of them all together. <laughs> Gated community. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That would, still, that would still be hard though because then you like want to spend time with all of Every them. Every single one. So though, let's make it work somehow. Right. <laughs> but honestly, I think this bad manager discussion can lead basically right into um, the hands-off ones too. Oh yeah. Because um, those ones are pretty much managers that like take the manager position and then and don't do anything. They just literally work as a caregiver. They don't do any of the manager duties. They don't do any of that. And, like, that stuff just gets sit, sits and piles up and piles up and gets worse and worse and worse. And a lot of times it gets to the point where, like, staff has to, like, try to do to some of the in. manager stuff. Yep. Oh, but it's horrible document for you. Right, like, right. It's horrible because sometimes then that's, that means the consumers are lacking, too, because... This person's not doing any of the manager duties like ordering certain things for the consumers or making sure their files are up to date or their medications are up to date. It's just and everything just, to, just sits. Just to piggyback off of that, also making yearly appointments like their physicals, their mm-hmm. dental yeah, exam, they don't do any their of that. eye exam, like all of it. It's it's a whole thing, and mm. that's why the managers get paid so much more. I can right. think of one manager that... Um, used to be pretty much hands-off, occasionally would make appointments and then forget about them and cancel them. And then, like, end up remaking them and then forgetting about them and canceling them again. So these people were going... Literally years. Years without appointments with seeing, or Without any, seeing yes. their doctor. Mm-hmm. Years. Mm-hmm. And at some point, like, someone had to notice, why didn't anybody step in? Well, and see, that's the thing is that most of the time, most health systems, when you do that so much, they will call and be like, if you do not come in, we're going to stop prescribing you medication. We're going to drop you as a patient. Exactly. But then you get those ones that slip through the cracks and their doctors don't do that and they keep giving them the same meds and they don't Mm -hmm. drop them as a patient. And then it literally goes years and years and years and years and years until this person hasn't been seen. Yeah. Like, it's wild. But I will say... Um, it's a really, really slippery slope. It's really easy to fall into being a bad manager. And like, I can honestly admit, I started out, I was a great fucking manager. Like, I'm I not started gonna off uh, real good too, or whatever. Like, I was, I was on top fantastic. of everything. Seems I tried to stay on top of everything, stay organized, make sure everybody had what they needed. And definitely down the line I got burnt out and oh, turned into not I turned into a, a piece of manager. crap manager. I did. I did too, but it's because I was so burnt out that I just couldn't exactly. keep up anymore. Exactly. Like that exact scenario that you just described mm-hmm. happened to me and it was not intentional, but like I would make an appointment you know, I would think, oh, that's months in advance. We'll have staff for it. And then by the time we get there, well, we don't have staff for it, and I'm not going to go through all the trouble of calling other houses, seeing if someone can come help. Like, I'm just going to reschedule. And it, it's such a slippery slope. Yeah. yeah. For me, the breaking point was when they basically, um, they opened, I had no no staff. I didn't even have some managers for some of the homes that I was managing. And they opened two more homes for my area without staff. 
bogus as hell. Seriously. So that was basically my breaking point to the point where I had to call my supervisor and I was basically in tears on the phone saying like, I cannot, I cannot keep working like this. And I stepped, that's when I stepped down. And I would also like to point out that for me especially, like, I had been under some really, really shitty people after Amy left. Like, mm-hmm. there was three. Yeah. There because was... the bitch that um, ended up getting your position after you stepped down, I was under her when I was mm-hmm. man- when I st- had stepped up from manager to, we'll call it a house, house lead. lead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she was fucking awful. And if she listens to this, I hope I hope she hears it. <laughs> because she was one of those eight to four people and mm-hmm. over half the time wouldn't even do her fucking job. Right. But if we needed help, couldn't rely on her for shit ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Actually, for her, I was under her for a little bit too after I stepped down. And, and because I had that management background or whatever, she would like literally let me do like the reviews and stuff for the consumers with like the clients and stuff because... Because she didn't want to do them, and she didn't even really know the clients anyway, so, like, me doing it was probably the better option, to be honest. Right. (laughs) At least you could, like, give accurate information. See, that's, that's the thing with us, like, all three of us, though, is, like, we still, even, like, to the end, we still kept that mindset of, like, you need help, I'm going to be there. But we let everything else fall to the wayside because you can't do both. Right. You absolutely cannot. And that's how it's so easy to fail as, like, lower and middle management when your upper management is failing you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have our old QA person email me all the time and be like, hey, is this, 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 and this done? No. When do you expect me to have time to do this when I'm working like 16s get and sometimes like 18s or 20s go home for two, three hours, sleep and come back and do it again? I don't have the capacity, the mental capacity to do all of these paperwork things Mm -hmm. and make sure that everything is good when I can't even like think straight. So QA... Um, also, is, why is can't she insurance? do it? Because right, <laughs> like she goes and sits in a house, sit in a house used for to. hours. She's not there. She's not there anymore. But like she used to go into our our home, literally and sit hours, for hours, and go day. through all of our paperwork. She wouldn't actually do anything with our paperwork. She would. She just would just look ask at us why all. is it not done. Yeah, she would ask us why it's not done, and instead of like helping us with it or like. Or, like, even showing us sometimes or whatever. She would just, like, say, this is all the stuff you need to get done. And then she'd, like, be- give you a big list of extra tasks to do. And yeah. Right. And she you. would say, this has to be done in two weeks when I come back. And if it's not, I'm recommending to HR and your supervisor that you get written up. And for me, I guess I got a different side of her than you guys did. I don't know what was so special about me, but... Um, After you had left the house that I took your spot eventually at, um, it had gone downhill quite significantly Mm. because nobody was keeping up with the paperwork. Not a damn person. And that's why nobody liked her. Yeah. So so she she did actually show me a couple things, like how to upload some Mm. files and whatever. She did for me originally when I was... When I was at one of the homes because I was basically thrown into it, so. Well, that was me too. Literally the 
stupid bitch that was in that position right before I took it over walked out same day and they literally I walked in and they were like hey you want that spot and I was like you're damn right I do (laughs) (laughs) so not single-handedly at all but I did help pull that place up out of the mud and it sucks Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the support that I needed Mm -hmm. like and I'm not saying any like anything bad about the current two-ish people that were above me at that time and still are in their positions because they were a tremendous help to me. Mm-hmm. But it's the higher, higher ups the that I'm talking about. The ones above them that they answer to. And see, that's the thing is that, like, most of the time your direct supervisor also will have their hands tied. Yep. A lot of the times it comes from above them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a trickle-down effect. Right. Right, like, I can't tell you how many conversations I had with both of those people. I'm like, yo, when are we getting staff? And then that was also the Hot Mess We're Express. Trying. That was also the Hot Mess Express when they opened the house next door. And I was like, bro, <laughs> what? How can you open a house yeah, when you really, don't have Yeah, they're really staff. trying to get a staff when when they walk in and find staffing. Like, literally. Watching Netflix in their office. Literally. <laughs> shade thrown. <laughs> oh, boy. But when I... When they I, know who they are. <laughs> when I was in the lead spot at that house, I literally had two staff and myself. That was it. And the house next door had one or two mm-hmm. regular staff, and it took them, it took them a hot minute to get even a regular staff over time. there too. And a I was long, like, long "How do you guys expect to keep these houses up and running if you can't staff them? Right? right. Like the residents aren't going to get the proper care that they need because everybody's burnt the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you, how do you just expect everybody to be superhuman? Because really, that's what they expect out of us." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wish. Um, going back to QA, I just want to make sure that everyone knows. Um, it means quality assurance, and most good companies will have an in-house quality assurance department. If they don't, that's a red flag. Yo. Um, it's not a requirement by the state, but many companies have it. Um, and basically, that's a compliance person that just makes sure that. We have everything we need if we get a state inspection. Um, And sometimes QA people are really, really, really nice, and sometimes they're not. (laughs) Also, back to the shade throne, that person hasn't contacted me since the last snowstorm. (laughs) (laughs) Expected me to drive two fucking hours in a blizzard to go help out at a house that I once managed. (laughs) Excuse me? Excuse me. Oh, no. no, not risking my life for that. Well, not only that, but... Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Positive. <laughs> not only that, what but What if they... I give you well, a you $5 just... an hour bonus? <laughs> what if I give you a gas card? Like, yeah. a gas card isn't going to save my life if I get into an accident driving in a fucking blizzard, you dumb bitch. <laughs> you can use it to claw your way out of the car. <laughs> yeah, right? Let me just chisel away. <laughs> Most of the time, they forget anyway. They're like, right. they'll promise you stuff or whatever, and then they'll forget. Yeah. Right. Yes. That was a huge, huge, huge issue. So that reminds me. So I had a manager above me that was constantly throwing out gas cards in order to get people to pick up shifts. And the thing was, is that I did not have the authority 
to give those out. I had to get permission from my supervisor if I wanted to give one out. Mm. And it couldn't be above a certain limit. And the thing was is that when someone was promised one, no matter what, even if it didn't come from that person, that, like, your direct supervisor had to be the one to email payroll. And so there was so many times where someone would come to me and be like, hey, your supervisor promised me a gas card. I expect it on my check or, you know, whatever. And um, I'd be like, well, I don't know what to tell you because that wasn't me. I don't have the authority to do that. And if I email payroll, they won't believe me because it has to come from them. So mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that happened to me so much. And that's like going back to what we were talking about before. That's how little things like that, that's how we get staff to fucking hate us. Yep. And it's like we're rocking the boat with you. We're right there alongside you. These things that are happening are out of our control. There's right. not much we can do. And honestly, sometimes I don't think the higher ups realize how shitty of a position that puts us in. Mm-hmm. Because it literally it makes vilifies us. Even us. Worse. Yeah. It vilifies us. Literally, it does. I can't even tell you how many times I've been sitting in a write-up with someone and and I've literally said to them, I'm so sorry I'm having to write you up for this. I don't want to be here. Like, this is not coming from me. Like, pl- please, I, I hope I've you're listening that. to me. I've mm-hmm. done that a few times, too, is, like, the write-ups or whatever. I've only fired one person. Yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. You remember who it was. Well, mm. I, no, I, I think I figured a couple but like well neglect and abuse yeah yeah and uh, it makes you feel like you're not trustworthy even though you totally mm-hmm. are and i don't know it just it makes I've, you feel awful i've vouched for staff before too, oh and, me too and Same. hr is still like nope they're getting like written up or whatever and i'm like and and i have asked to like if this is your issue why don't you write them up right well, you're their direct supervisor. You need to have those uncomfortable conversations. Well, right, I'm but the fine thing with that having the uncomfortable conversation for something that legitimate, I've seen right? Wrong. Exactly. But it's like okay, but you're uncomfortable with this, not me. Right. Like I'm fine with what they're doing. You not being fine with what they're doing is not my problem. Right. Right. <laughs> and wasn't it? Didn't it used to be that they would have one of the higher ups like come? To, Come to whatever house and, like, do the right with you. They're supposed if to. If it, if it was, like, a higher, like, um, issue, they then they're supposed to have, like, HR directly involved somehow. Yep, yep. So there's certain write-up levels. Um, I, I won't get into it, but there's certain write-up levels, and after you reach a certain point, HR has to be on the phone. And then once you get to a certain point above that, it's got to be HR, the person who is actually giving the discipline, the supervisor, and then the direct supervisor of that person. Yeah. And then obviously if it's a termination, got to be all three. Yep. So toxic managers. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! We unpacked a lot here. We did. So definitely get to know, like how your managers have to operate help them out if you can um they're not always bad as bad as they they seem or whatever sometimes it's coming from their bosses on why they may look like an asshole or mm-hmm. act like an asshole so yeah just keep in mind that when your manager has to i don't know come down on you for something 
it's above them. Like, unless they just enjoy making other people miserable, which does happen. Yeah, some managers do. (laughs) For the most part, like, it is not their fault. And we are humans just like you, just trying to do our jobs. Like, there's no difference. There's just... We just have a few more duties. But also on top of that, if you're doing the same thing and you've already been talked to about it... I'm not going to be nice like the well, third right. time. Well, right. Of course. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, there's... Everything is... It's got to be, I don't know, circumstantial. But that's... I mean, that's pretty much it. I think just be a nice human. Yeah. So I think we're going to reel this one in and draw it to a close. Ah, we didn't catch any <laughs> staff today. <laughs> Shit. <Bummer>. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Another week of being short-staffed. What else uh, is new? <laughs> better better cast tomorrow. it again. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This has been the Boss Ravioli Queens podcast with your hosts, Boss Lady Amy, Nicole Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen. Thank you so much for spilling your ravioli with us. Don't worry, we'll serve you more next time. Until next time, go wash your ass.